Hey gang, welcome to episode 288 of the No Persinium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from the No Pro headquarters here in Los Angeles, aka the kitchen table. This week on the show, we have Courtney Nichols and Blake Shine of Of the Night. Uh, folks in the LA area will recognize Courtney's name because Courtney is the founder of Disco Dining Club, which has been amusing and delighting and feeding people here in LA for uh, a number of years now. Uh, we're going to get into what uh, both Disco Dining Club is and what Of the Night is as we get into this show. Uh, right now, just a couple of quick notes Our Spring Fling is coming up on the 27th and 28th. Tickets are still on sale. $5 if you're a no-pro backer, $10 if you're not. And no-pro backer status starts at 2 bucks. So I'm just saying there's a way to get the tickets cheaper. (laughs) Um, The programming is uh, up on the uh, HereFest website. It's also on No Persinium right there on the front page. And you can see what's going on. Actually, the no-pro one has some of the game night uh, notes. We've got a whole bunch of panels and salons, and we're doing a game night. And we're just trying to celebrate the year that was. There's a lot of great people who are coming through. And they're coming through from like all over the world. So this is going to be one of those great chances to meet up with folks. We're going to use the Discord for that. Uh, we've got some other special surprises that are in the works. Some folks are working on some stuff for us. There's going to be VR world hops. There's going to be in-depth conversations. There's going to be the cast of the Underpresents. If you love the Underpresents, a great chance to... Uh, meet and mingle and get stories out of them. Um, just, you know, a, a pleasant way to spend uh, one of uh, the last, well, hopefully one of the last major lockdown weekends. Uh, we know that uh, the the lockdowns are kind of uh, happening again in some parts of the world, but hopefully we're beating this thing. But uh, come, come celebrate the year we've had. Uh, also mark the anniversary of the summit we weren't able to have. That's why it's happening that weekend and not on another weekend. Uh, so there's a little bit of bittersweet in there for, for us. Um, herefest.com slash spring dash fling or go ahead just to know proscenium and it's right there on the front page now. Uh, yeah, uh, the game night signups and signups for things like uh, TarotCon is doing a, a workshop. Those are those are uh, going up uh, on Saturday. So if you're hearing this before then, which you probably aren't because I'm getting this one out late, uh, it's probably up there now if you've already bought a ticket. And if you haven't bought a ticket yet, go buy your ticket. Okay, that's all. That's all for me on that front right now. Um, actually, no, it's not. It's not because I have another partner announcement. Uh, David Markland of Midsummer Scream is coming through and doing a horror panel on Sunday. So that means we've got ARGN, Room Escape Artist, and Midsummer Scream all doing panels. We've got the XR Social Club doing a world hop. We've got the VR Chat Prefabs team doing a world hop. Um, we've got a lot. we got a lot. It's, it's a lot of great people. Uh, that's, this is your chance. Okay. Spring fling. Go to the website. Tons are on that. The Patreon. 
uh it's been a rough month for the patreon i'm not gonna lie uh we've we've achieved a kind of balance but things are going in the wrong direction don't like that um (laughs) takes the winds out of the sails makes it hard to keep going not gonna lie uh so if you are someone who's been on the fence and i know a lot of the the patreon uh backers do listen to the show uh and so this is not for you but if you're someone who's been listening to the show and you're into it and you you find what we do valuable um we are very very far away from being self-sustaining and fully functional um and we've got to keep we got to start moving this ball forward so please please if you can patreon.com slash no proscenium um it'll make us feel better Uh, (laughs) $2 a month seriously if I got everyone who used what we do at $2 a month uh, we'd be fine we'd be fine okay at 5 we'd be fine at 2 we'd be like okay this is not crazy Um, so there you go Um, if I sound a little down it's because you know just the realities of it all All right. Um, (laughs) woo I'm supposed to be hype man right now. And I'm just like, Oh boy. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite the road. You know what can make you feel better though? A party. And you know, who knows a bit about parties? That would be this week's guests, Courtney Nichols and Blake shine, who are both IRL event producers who are, have created a company during pandemic to bring what they do into your home. So this is a story about a pivot, about a pandemic pivot, uh, and one that they are carrying forward with. And indeed, it's a it's a business model, I think has a, a real shot because we see a lot of people doing similar things. And these are folks who have been working in the festival circuit. They've been doing this stuff in events here in Los Angeles, ticketed events. And now with Of The Night, they are turning it into uh, f- taking it from a delivery thing they've been doing during pandemic into a national uh, company that uh, uses the mail to ship out these party packages to folks. So they are currently doing a crowdfunding uh, on the iFundWomen website. That's going through April 15th, and they're doing that to get their seed money. And, you know, we don't have a lot of folks on necessarily who are doing crowdfunding. Uh, on the show, but Courtney's been such a fixture in LA and this model is so solid and this is a fully independent shop here. So wanted to have them on, uh, when she, she was like, well, Hey, we're doing this thing. And like, if you get the word out, I'm like, you want to be on the podcast because you've been putting the work in and the folks who put the work in, those are the ones I want to support. So, uh, you'll find the link in the show notes. It's I fund women, like I, the letter I, fundwomen.com slash projects slash of the night. But again, the link's in the show notes. And just that is how they're sending out their next package. That's how they're getting things started. And listen in to the episode. And and uh, hopefully you'll uh, help them kick this off. All right. On that note, let's get to the show. <laughs> Courtney and Blake Shine. I, as I was noting a second ago, I should probably have you guys uh, ID yourselves just so that folks can keep your voices straight. So, uh, Courtney, how about we start with you? I am Courtney, the co-founder of Up the Night. All right. And then our other guest today is Blake Shine. 
Hi, I'm Blake Shine, and I'm also a co-founder of Of The Night. Fantastic. Of course, <laughs> I, I made them do that about two minutes ago, So, but none of y'all hear that. Um, just the, <laughs> the, the, the chaos that is this show. Um, no Pro listeners uh, are probably, some of you guys, particularly the LA squad, is going to be familiar with Courtney's work because of Disco Dining Club. And it was... Oh my God! How many years ago, down at the the the, the Senate Studios was uh, that? Because that's when that's when I met you. Yeah, that must have been four years ago at this point. Uh, that was, was it only four. I, it I feels mean, longer ago. I mean, last year was like you know forever, but it was our six year anniversary of Disco Dining Club this year. Um, you know, if we had continued to do it for the past year, so it must have been only four years ago. But I feel like I still left a piece of my soul in that basement. So I never really <laughs> left. <laughs> so so for the kids who aren't from LA and who don't know uh, that you that, you know you've been doing these incredible nightlife pieces, um, could you like describe for folks like what Disco Dining Club has been, uh, you know, and and was pre pandemic? We were a very outlandish hedonistic food and drink event that mostly took place in Los Angeles, but we had done events in San Francisco, in Berlin, and we were just about to stake a claim in New York before COVID. Uh, but we, what's so important about the Disco Dining Club mantra is accepting this idea of outlandishness at the dinner table, asking people to come as their most exaggerated selves and really leaning into all the revelry and bacchanalia of history's most absurd feasts. And the, and you do this through a combination of, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just a dinner party. Like the, the dining club part is important um, because you've got, you, you're bringing like some serious culinary action to the table. And that's like the centerpiece. Precisely. Uh, food and drink will always be at the heart of Disco Dining Club, but it's, al- it's also so much about the atmosphere uh, and about the, the revelry of our guests, the costuming of our guests, and really taking what would be your standard date night out and making something truly extraordinary of it. Uh, you know, obviously using the keyword, the buzzword, immersive, but our dinners really do create these fantasy lands where our diners can fully release themselves in what would you say was like uh, of i mean it's like asking someone to pick one of their favorite children but like if there was if there was one if you if you had to be stuck doing one of the events over again forever uh which which of those would you have chosen uh i want i want people to kind of give like some of the sense of the texture of like what a show because like, i think you know the the terms bring some images to mind but like i you guys are a little bit more than that so i wanted you to To be frank, it wavers. Uh, Each day I'm deeply nostalgic for a different one of my events. Uh, But right now, because photos have kept popping up in my feed, about four years ago I produced a Fabergé disco dining club. And it was on a perfectly frigid L.A. day. And and when everybody arrived in their Russian-style furs and Dr. Zhivago hats, it was this burst of of just extreme extravagance that I would have never expected in a warehouse in downtown LA. So, and also 
there was caviar everywhere. So it was just a perfect marriage of two of my favorite things. Fur and caviar. Fur and caviar. (laughs) (laughs) Fake fur and caviar. There you go. (laughs) Good job. Um, Well, and like, and what, what's, I, I I know that there've been folks in our community, um, you know, performers and designers who, who've worked with you on some of the, the immersive elements and the, and the, the entertainment uh, parts. What, what were those parts of the events like? Because it is so much more than just a food and drink event, the way that we structure the Disco Dying Club narrative is that you are welcomed into that world by the host of that particular dinner party. So our immersive actors would sit at the dinner table, would flirt with the guests, would ask them to come up and partake in dancing so that also your dress code had to be up to par because if you're welcome into that person's world, you want to make sure that you feel welcomed at that dinner table. And it really upped the ante when it came to what our guests would wear, how they would interact with our actors that yes, a lot of them came from the everything immersive community. And it would really just explore the possibilities of what could take place at the dinner table, whether that is tabletop antics or, you know, dancing on your seat or ways to really just fill the room with more vibrancy than just standard sitting at your table and eating and drinking. So how did the two of you connect? Blake, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Courtney and I have worked with the same actor. Um, I'll do a shout out to Matthew McGuire, um, the sweet, sweet boy. Um, I have a history in designing immersive stages um, for music festivals. Um, And in 2019, I had toured with this oversized uh, blanket fort called the Forgotten Fort. Um, And Matthew is one of our performers that I had traveled with through that year. Um, And so post, um, you know, music festival land, you know, we were having a conversation and Matthew is really fantastic of being like, very just complimentary and like, you're a queen, you're, you know, you're a badass, like you need, you need to know other women like this. And he immediately one time while we were having some, some red wine, he was like, oh my (laughs) gosh, you need, you need to know Courtney. I can't believe that you don't know Courtney. And so he connected us over email and Courtney and I, prior to um, the Patricia, um, we had met twice, twice for coffee, which now knowing who each other are, we much rather should have had martinis. Um, Precisely. But we, yeah, but we, <laughs> we met twice um, for coffee because she existed in this world that was, you know, like decadence and, and elevated dinners. Um, and I existed in this kind of, yes, corporate, but underground music festival grungy scene. Um, and I thought the, the blend of both of our strengths I mean, also just the idea of working with such an incredible female in Los Angeles um, was just such a unique opportunity. And so we were in talks um, after those two conversations. We were in talks of actually collaborating um, on an, an elevated version of um, – have you ever – what is that show called, Courtney, that I can refer to? That would be the closest – I, I actually don't know. Uh, the, the javelin, when you go and you have the turkey legs. Oh, medieval times. Medieval oh, times. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's the best way. It would be an elevated version of medieval times where yes. people sit at the dinner table and entertainers <laughs> would come in and be asked to entertain the dinner guests. And they had the option of being like, no, you're not entertaining me. Send in the next one. 
And so we were looking to do this for a possibly long-standing collaboration for a month, and then the pandemic hit. And so um, we obviously were doing what we needed to do to survive and keep ourselves sane. Courtney had reprived um, the singing telegram in Los Angeles, which was a brilliant, brilliant idea. Um, and I ran away to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I ran away to Portland. And um, we had reconnected. I reached out to Courtney to congratulate her on the um, social media photos I had seen of um, her reprise singing telegrams. And I, it was just also like a check in like a, hey, how are you? Because I'm not doing well. Like, Precisely. I don't know who I am when I'm not creating, you know, having these mm. existential crises that you do. Like, who am I when I'm not producing, when I don't have a million walkie talkies on me and I'm not on stage? What is my value that I bring? And so we got into this really lovely conversation of just kind of checking in with each other. Um, and I had, you know, asked some questions about the singing telegram because I was thinking of designing these party packages and I didn't really know what to do with that thought. Um, but I just had seen so many birthdays canceled and weddings canceled and wanting just to bring some life to these parties instead of just buying a bunch of stuff on Amazon, you know, to make up for that huge party you were going to throw for yourself that you're just feeling this void of like, ah, yeah, I guess I'll just get some cheap paper, you know, banners to hang around my house. And this is supposed to make up for the 30th birthday bash I was going to throw. Um, and so I was chatting with Courtney about this idea and Courtney's like, oh my gosh, we should combine these two ideas. Um, and so, you know, we, what we spoke for three weeks, Courtney, three weeks not total after that. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke for three weeks through text messages and phone calls with her in Los Angeles and me in Portland. And next thing I know, we have a fully fleshed out business, a website, three unique theme ideas and of the night was born. So it started, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like you guys have kicked this off here in LA, right? Yeah. At, well, at yeah. first, because Blake was up in Portland and I was here in Los Angeles, the entire conceptualization pre-production process of the night was done only on the phone and via email. We had mm. not seen each other in person since before COVID hit. So it's kind of kooky to think back to those days because we were having extremely lofty conversations not knowing what our trajectory would be and not really thinking that oh we will do this and then things will return or oh or i don't even know what our long-term goal was at that time but now obviously we're thinking sky's the limit but to do that yeah. all via email and phone and dm is just sort of wacky <laughs> Yeah, there's this there's this weird disconnect that happens. Like even even when you're getting like into a good groove, like once everything kind of like you put down the phone, you walk away from the computer and then you're just there by yourself in your space again. It's almost as if it's a, it's a dream world. Precisely, um, yeah. I had I had that sense the other day of just like the the surreality of it all, and so still still needing to be like, oh, I cannot wait to get around a production table again. <laughs> you know, like just like, can we can we look? Can someone print something out, please? Like, oh boy, like yeah. I know. a real production book. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh yes, we definitely felt that. And when Blake and I finally did reconnect in person, which was a couple months into the project, into of the night that's when it felt like it all really clicked 
because to be frank, Noah, Blake and I didn't really know each other that well. We, you know, we, we had met a couple of times, but this project, we, we pursued it because we were bored, because we were deep in that existential crisis. But there was a doubt in the back of my mind that maybe Blake and I won't vibe. Turns totally. out Blake and I are best friends. This whole thing has been <laughs> miraculous. So, uh, but the first couple months or weeks, it was sort of precarious. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah, we started a, and usually when you go into business, you, you know, the ins and outs of somebody, you trust them, yeah. you know, you know how they handle stress. Their you know work ethic. You, yeah. yeah. You know, if you get into a fight, this is how to, you know, reach a compromise with your, with your company or your project. Courtney and I truly went in being like, you're cool. I'm cool. We know how to party. And we know there's this void. You know, there's this void right now of all these events. Because we, you know, both her and I, our specialty and also just like our deep passion is tangible, tactile events. You know, and often ones that go all night and you're chasing the sunrise. Um, And so with this pivot to digital... I think we both truly bonded on, yes, we didn't know the ins and outs of each other. I didn't know what Courtney was like when she had stress and and vice versa, you know, but I know that we both loved tangible events and we weren't ready just to go directly into digital. And so I feel like having that, like, Hey, you don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Okay, great. Let's make something new, which was so thrilling. I think for both of us and really just, kept our eye in the prize of being like, we, we know there's this void and we want to show up first of all for ourselves. Cause it was such a fun, creative project for us and a reason to get up in the morning, but mm-hmm. also for the people in our community who also didn't want to just completely give up on tangible events. Be like, Oh God, I'm just now sitting in front of my computer, which usually I just do for emails and for Netflix. And now I'm watching live streams, I guess. Now I'm having my happy hours. I'm communicating to my family. We just, didn't want everything to be just on our laptop now. So what, so what is this thing you've made? Like what, what is this idea of like bringing the tangible home? Cause uh, I'm, I'm right there with you when it comes to the need. And I know that there's, there's definitely like, like I get these boxes shipped to me sometimes because of uh, the, the screener preview uh, circuit, right? Like HBO Max and some of these other folks have been like, you know, shipping out boxes because they're 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 working with folks right. uh, to try and create like a, a premiere experience at home. And some of these boxes that I get sent are, it's crazy. Like I did like a calculation one time, and I'm like, I think this is two hundred dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> and and it was and some of it was like weird shit. Like there was this like inflatable chair thing, but not like a get a bicycle pump out. No, it's like running around like a windsock. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do that in my living room? Right. You know, like, what is this? Why, you know, t-shirts and like $30 boxes of chocolates that are really good. And just like all that sort of stuff. And so that's, that's that side of the market where, you know, the marketing teams for the movies, they've got a budget they got to spend, or they're not going to have a budget next year. Right. So like, that's, what's motivating some of that. What is it that you guys have thrown together for the, for those folks who you're talking about who don't want to give up on marking the the events in their lives? So in a nutshell, of the night packages all the magic of our themed events, but now delivers that magic to your doorstep. Uh, in a more dry sense, we 
deliver themed food, drink, activities, decor, costuming, and music. Uh, Each package is outlandishly themed. Blake and I are theme obsessed. Everything we've done, (laughs) our whole arsenal is taking the ordinary and making it extraordinary through super specific, colorful, whimsical themes. And that is translated into of the night. Uh, So we have done themes. If you want to get into that now, there are more that have been focused on prints when doves cry for Valentine's day. We did a collaboration with Bob Baker, Dracula's disco for Halloween. Uh, We did an advent calendar that honored our four iconic Queens of the night. Uh, And we're just about to launch our bright young things package in April, which honors a group of 1920s elite partiers in the UK. So the themes are wide ranging, uh, but they really lean into that element of fantasy. Uh, Not only do those packages include all that plethora of items to really transform your living space and your mind for the night, but there's also (laughs) our signature, uh, is a theatrical delivery add-on. So you have the opportunity, if you're in Los Angeles, to have your package delivered in the theme of that particular delivery. Uh, For instance, we had a rhinestone cowboy of the night party package available. And if you got the theatrical delivery, then a incredible woman, Becky Poole, showed up at your door playing the live saw, whether that be a happy birthday song or murder ballads, it would all take place on this archaic instrument. Uh, it, we're all about transformative moments of magic, Blake and I, and that really is expressed in our of the night deliveries. Truly. Yeah. We also like to say, because we acknowledge there is, you know, like HBO max, like all these studios are sending out these packages. In addition to that, there is, an overwhelming amount of subscription boxes out there. You know, there's a ton from beauty to food um, to puzzles. Like there's just a plethora of them. And so we really set out because, you know, because we are event producers who are designing these boxes, you know, and, and people come to our events because they just want to come and, and be dressed up and just us take the helm, you know, and kind of direct what your evening's going to look like that. And that's what Courtney and I love about producing events. So in addition to the incredible sponsored products and whimsical activities and, and things that we have in there, we also have printed out handwritten uh, step-by-step tutorials on how to guide you from your first toast, you know, with whatever thematic drink might be in there, to your 2 a.m. antics. And then we have additional printouts that are like, hey, you still awake? You're chasing that sunrise? Here's some more wacky ideas for games that you can do. And so we really want to help people feel like, hey, this is not just a, pr- a bunch of products that we're dropping off at your doorstep. This is a fully curated, fully realized experience. Um, and something in addition that um, we're really trying to do, and we've done this since the start, um, is we want having fun with our party packages to also be synonymous with doing good. So a percentage of each of our package proceeds are also donated to progressive nonprofits that we feel connected to. So we've donated Planned Parenthood. We've donated to Glitz, which is gays and lesbians living in a transgender society. We've donated to the Center for Reproductive Rights. Um, so really trying to, um, you know, do our part, you know, by changing what the new normal is of partying. My mind's going in a couple of different directions. Um, the, Ours too. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 
I mean, one, I, one, we'll get, we'll get to a question I have about, you know, as we're coming out of, you know, the shadow of the pandemic Oh yeah. and, and watching like, you know, like how eager people are to get back to gathering and how that's going to affect the business. But right now you're in this moment. And one of the reasons why we're, we're even doing this episode is, is you're taking the business from Los Angeles and you're spinning up to get onto uh, the national stage and get things out farther. So I wonder if you could talk about both, you know, you mentioned that the theatrical delivery component is something that is in LA, you know, uh, could you speak to the, the moment here of opening the business up uh, on nationally? Like are some of those theatrical elements going to be happening in other cities or, you know, what's, what's the ask? F- Cause I know you're, you're doing like an investment round at the moment. Mm-hmm. Court, you want to start? Yeah, we're currently crowdfunding on iFundWoman, which is a crowdfunding platform that supports women-run businesses. Uh, We just launched it on March 1st, so we're in our second week of crowdfunding. Uh, We we wanted to, on day one, go national because – we wanted to spread the joy of our doorstep experiences to every household across the nation, theoretically. Uh, but because of the way that our company was so small, it was just Blake and I at the time, uh, and because of us needing to work through the kinks, learning about products, learning about inventory, all the things that actually were new to us when we launched in July, we decided to start local and then grow as the company grew. Uh, so as now, as opposed to hand delivering our items, we will be shipping them. Of course, the packaging will be extraordinarily spunky, just like our <laughs> hand deliverable packages right now. It won't lose any of that original magic, but now you can get it in regardless of the zip code. And yes, pie in the sky long-term, we want to be doing the theatrical deliveries in every major zip code that receives of the night. But for right now, on this first round of Evolution Chapter 2, it will just be in L.A. But, you know, I would imagine of the night performers going out everywhere <laughs> one day. Yeah, truly. Yeah, we. I mean, since our, since our debut, which was July of last year, mm-hmm. um, we've received, you know, emails, DMs. The moment we set up an office line, people have been calling us. Um, from all over, like, when are you shipping out here? Can I ship this? You know, whether that be for themselves or for, you know, a friend, like I said, who had maybe had to cancel their wedding or the, or their birthday. And they're like, oh, I want to send them something more special than just a card. Um, and so we've been kind of waiting for when we are really ready to meet this increased demand and do it well and figure out how do we still mm-hmm. ship the magic that we are doing when we're hand delivering. Cause what's been so, I mean, gosh, just so beautiful about, you know, since July is that Courtney and I firsthand get to see people's reaction when we drop off these packages, because it's mostly her and I delivering these if it's not for a theatrical delivery. And so we've been able to drop these packages off to everyone who's been supporting us since our installment and ask them what they're going to be doing that weekend and hear their praise and, and how happy they are and grateful that we're helping bring some joy into their evenings. And, you know, I just think we're going to remember that forever, even as we continue to expand. Um, But yes, I mean, like Courtney said, we, the goal is to have um, be open in different markets in a way that we can still deliver um, perishables, because that's also something that we do in Los Angeles. Like if you order a rhinestone cowboy, you get a fresh apple pie 
that was made that morning. Um, same thing if you ordered our gnomes of the night, you got a fresh Bavarian pretzel um, with assorted mustards. And so obviously with shipping, we have to pivot uh, what we're including in regards to perishables. Um, and we won't get to be there firsthand, dropping them off to actually see the smile on your face. Um, but we know that this is this is the right step. We would be honestly at this point holding ourselves back if we did not um, evolve into a nationwide shipping model. So with that, we're super jazzed. What What are some of the logistical things that you all have had to like learn about in order to make this pivot? Because... <laughs> You know, the, you know, logistical brains are logistical brains, but like, there's, there's definitely, it is really different stuff, like shipping things and like, oh my gosh, you know, orders oh and whatnot is 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 very different from like running a crew. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, no, but I have a, a you know, a degree in liberal arts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, I didn't know the first thing about anything in regards to having to do with inventory, you know, and sales. Do I know how to set up a stage at three in the morning, you know, without 12 hours of sleep? You got it for sure, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But the first thing about launching boxes and, and, and what that means as far as getting licensing, <laughs> you know, and insurance and marketing. Like I design stages at music festivals that people are already going to, you know. I haven't had to shout to the void that is Instagram, you know, or Facebook to be like, you need this, you know? So it's been such a huge learning experience. Um, and at times incredibly frustrating because I'm just like, God, why didn't I go to school for business? You know, what am, what am I doing with my liberal arts degree? You know, but it, at other times I'm so happy to be doing this now because I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for Courtney, but at least for myself, like I continue to be surprised um, by a skill set that I've never tapped into. I continue to be surprised by picking up things and, and being able to adapt. Um, so like what started off as a, a creative project and, you know, sometimes had those moments of like, what am I doing now? I'm, what? I'm designing packages and I'm look at all this stuff I have in my apartment. Like, what am I doing? And then I have other moments where I reflect back on it and I'm like, Oh no, this is, this is exactly what I should be doing. This combines everything I love, which is, you know, bringing joy and creative new and innovative ways of people gathering and connecting. And, you know, I don't have to wait months and months to plan these events. I don't have to have to be on site in a tent for two weeks building, you know, Courtney and I get to, quite literally create, I mean, yes, it will be once every month now, but we were quite literally, you know, creating events every week, every week, um, which is, I mean, just a feat in itself, but incredibly uh, rewarding in a way that I couldn't have predicted when we started. Oh, I, I can say without a shred of doubt that I have learned more in the past seven months than I've ever learned in my entire life. And that includes my stint in law school. So oh, yeah, last... <laughs> Seven months has been crazy. I mean, it, the uh, the amount of knowledge that we learn, not only the seven months as a whole, but on the daily, you know, we are, we're tapping into both sides of the brain in a way that I never thought was possible, to be quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> so what is, what does things look like as we come out of the shadow of the pandemic? Because as people get back to, well, I mean, I, I, there's 
there's a, a question here also about like your own careers, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're in this moment now, you're committed to this course, you're, you're doing the crowdfunding raise and you're, you're entering into the shipping just at the moment when the money is starting to flow back in, people are starting to say, okay, well, we're not going to have Comic-Con this year, but maybe there's going to be something in November. And, oh, these dates are going to be open. And, and people are starting to kind of do the reverse of what happened last year. Mm-hmm. We're, recording, we're recording this on March 10th. This was last year, literally the day that I made the call to cancel my big annual event, uh, which, you know, then three days later, the city came down and said there, you know, you couldn't do it anyway, but lived through that agonizing process of having to shut everything down and then watching things kind of like wink out until there was nothing. And everyone just kind of waiting and seeing, well, will we get Comic-Con this? No. Will we get this? No. (laughs) And now, now the reverse is starting to kind of happen. Um, Does it, does it ch- I mean, clearly doesn't seem to change course. So why, what do you think it is about this idea of, you know, a party in a box that is, is viable even once we're out of pandemic mode? I mean, the pandemic is, is temporary that, you know, and thank God, you know, thank goddess. Um, <laughs> but celebrating um, is forever. You know, we will continue to look for new and innovative ways of celebrating as the live events continue to evolve and immersive experiences are, you know, they're not just central to the big cities now, you know, they're expanding. Um, And so when we realized, you know, a big thing with like with these live events continuing to evolve and just get bigger and with and gamifying them, we realized that this party in a box model is is still pretty dated, you know. And so as people are looking for new ways of gathering and, and we're upping the standard of what people expect when they go out, um, hopefully with of the night, we're upping people's expectation, uh, expectation for when they gather in the home space. You know, when beer pong isn't going to cut it, you know, when you're looking <laughs> to dress up and, and, and play some games with your friends and, and still catch up, you know, like rather like that's putting all the pressure on you to come up with the theme, like hopefully of the night will become a household name where people think, okay, God, what can we do this weekend? Oh, uh, we can go to, you know, we can go to that hip club. There's a line, you know, hiring a, a cool party planner. That's hundreds of dollars. You know, or like I said, you can go to a friend's party and not have to do any of the work, you know, but who knows what that's going to entail and what their music choices are. Um, And so we're really trying to change the game of how people do have house parties. And with that said, like when we start diving into more B2B relationships, like we have big plans for hotel experience packages. What are packages that you can buy when you go to a hotel and stay there? What if you could get a 90 slumber party package or a date night package? When you go to the hotel, um, travel experiences. If you only have one night and you're in New York City because you're there for a job, what if you could get a package that is a taste of that city if you can't go out and explore everything? You know, and TV and film packages. What if you could get those really cool packages when Mulan came out? What if you could ex- order an, a Mulan experience package or Hamilton when it came on to Disney Plus? Precisely. And, so, and, yes. and that offering would not just be for VIP, you know, that would be for the masses. Uh, this, it really opens up the possibilities of anybody being able 
to have that extraordinary experience that sometimes it's only for a few. So, yeah, we're just trying to spread the whimsicality to every household. But I mean, admittedly, we're also we're shifting some of our terminology in house. For instance, you know, I'm Blake, not sure if you mentioned this, but the when we launched and still our party packages are for two people because we were discouraging larger groups from coming together. Now, Mm -hmm. as we come out of the pandemic, we'll have larger scale parties that you can order or bundles that you can order, things that are more for a larger group of people, not just for you and your roommate or you and your partner. And also, I mean, just to, because I I don't think we've answered this question yet, you asked, what's, what, how do we fit this in when our, you know, careers and our industries come back? Um, What's so, what I really, you know, appreciate about you, Courtney, um, (laughs) is that we, this is something that we've been aware of, you know, the first month into our, into our endeavor, you know, of having this question of, you know, how do we come together and support the growth above the night and continue to honor and support our individual growth. Um, You know, last year, a couple of days before pandemic hit, I had knee surgery. I was laid out and I was having a, you know, some pretty hard questions of like how I'd done, I think 10 or 11 music festivals the year prior to that, Um, building stages, um, creative producing. And I was just like, how, how do I continue to do this? How do I continue to do 10 festivals a year and just get by financially you know so i was already kind of looking at what is my possible trajectory in this world um and so with of the night you know this is a trajectory this has a trajectory like i'm i'm doing everything i love um and so you know when when festivals come back for sure you know i'm definitely you know i I work for dirty bird i'm the creative producer of camp but i will definitely want to go back to camp out. Same thing with Desert Hearts. I designed a stage for them as well. So, but now it allows me to not have to do every festival just because I want to pay my rent. It will now be such an incredible, like active choice of like, I'm choosing to do this festival because those are the, the ones that I want to do a couple times a year. So yeah, folks, folks, I think, you know, don't know what life on the festival circuit is like. Oh, I think they, gosh. <laughs> they, they, they think, they think that like, you know, the, the staff, you know, is like, yay. Cause like, you know, that means you're partying all the time. And it's like, no, it's like, it's, it's endless work. And you know, yeah, there's, there's a cast party or there's a crew party at some point, but it, it ain't the same thing. Like that's, that's a quiet bonfire burn somewhere. Where yeah. It's the like, staffter dest- party. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's destroy things. Um, you know, like, um, but but they I think people don't know that there is a, that circuit of of people who go from like you know event to event and that's true in the in the music festival world to in the film festival world yeah. um, there's a degree of that in like theater festival although that tends to be a little more uh, constrained by time uh, mm-hmm. you know it's doing just summer so there's there's a little bit less of a circuit there um, but this idea that you know to the point you made earlier about you know the the gap the, the the stuff is not just in the big cities and it's stuff that's happening off circuit and the, the skill set that creative producers and artists have can apply to more than just the big temple events. Mm-hmm. And there's, there is, a, there is an interesting thing going on, a pattern that's emerging of, you know, you, you look at something like say like, you know, little cinema who've had like a, a you know, a lot of success around the, premieres 
you know, they started out as a, a nightlife thing inside the House of Yes in right. New York. Oh, gosh, do I love them? Yeah, and and they're you know now they've learned all this stuff about logistics and you know um, they have a whole digital arm and it's like what like theater kids having a digital arm this is like strange <laughs> but mm-hmm. but this shift there's elements of the shift that like don't go away and um I'm I I'm I'm curious when it comes to this idea of you know almost like democratizing it, right? Here's stuff that, according to your point, you know, was only available to the few. Now people can maybe get like access to the stuff and use kits to spur their own gathering. It's it's like, I'm always thinking about like, what is the model for this stuff that's going to be sustainable? And weirdly enough, I, I come back to, and by this stuff, I mean like all immersive things, particularly the stuff that's more, intimate more interactive mm-hmm. stuff and i'm always thinking about role-playing games and the fact that like what the role-playing game companies sell you is a rule book a set of instructions ideas you can riff off you're still responsible for entertaining your friends but there is there are artists who are providing you with the bare bones and the the core tools to entertain your friends. And that becomes a sustainable business model as opposed to the artists having to always sing for their supper. Um, some of them will still go out and sing for their supper. And that's, you know, and you, you think about the way the music business is and the shift off of recording back to live, but there's still the whole ecosystem around a recording artist. Um, those, the secondary revenue streams that, that flow that flow in second spend um that make their career sustainable mm-hmm. and that that can enter into this world of that same dynamic can be there in the world of live events is kind of exciting i i think it's incredibly exciting i mean a big thing that we've always said is we want to empower people you know to create the the weekend that they want you know mm. and so if you're not an event producer if you're not you know, the most quote unquote, creative thematic thinker, you know, when you do want to host a special gathering, what are you left with right now? You know, yes, there's those, those murder mystery boxes, but you got to learn a character. You got to memorize all these lines. Trust me. I still love those. You know, there's a time and place and I love myself a good murder mystery box, but in regards to possibly throwing a themed party, you know, you're kind of left with Amazon or Pinterest, you know, like just trying to yeah. Or party city, like what's how do I throw how do I throw an under the sea mermaid party for my daughter, yeah. you know? Or how do I throw a, a cool nineteen twenties Great Gatsby, you know? We're trying to provide other options, you know. That like here is a box of like curated you know products that are both like from small local businesses, you know, because that's also a big thing is we really want to introduce you know the people who buy our packages to some really great brands that we just love, you know, and. And then also, like we said, give them the printout. So like here, if you want step-by-step guides on how to have the best night, we've got it. If you want to just enjoy the products and you'll take it from there, cool. You know, but really just wanting to, like we need to start elevating the way that we hang out. You know, if these, if these events and immersive events are evolving, there's a reason for that. It's because we're, t- we're wanting to push the boundaries, because we're trying to find new and innovative ways that inspire incredible conversations. You know, I equate so much of who I am to the events that I've been, 
you know, so much of, of the, the close friends, the, the men that I've dated, you know, the people in my inner circle are because I met them at an event. You know, I have lasting memories where I'll, I don't know, I'll be cooking, I'll be cooking coffee. I'll be making coffee and I'll have this fleeting memory of like, oh, that girl who gave me a fur coat at that one time. And we talked until sunrise and I don't even remember her name. Oh, like those memories still sit with me. And so, you know, I don't know. Yes, of course, those those moments organically happen at, at house parties and things like that. But I just want to feel like we're doing our part to encourage them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And make them accessible. So for folks who want to connect with Of The Night right now, what's what's next in the queue when it comes to the parties? And then how do they find the, the crowdfunding? Our crowdfunding campaign is on iFundWomen slash project slash Of The Night. Uh, also, if you head to ofthenight.club at ofthenight.club on Instagram, you can find all information about us. Also, Blake and I love a DM. We love. are hype, love. We're hyper uh, accessible people. Uh, that's really part of the of the night ethos as well. So if you want to just shoot the shit and send us a DM, we will respond in moments flat. Uh, but crowdfunding campaign is where we're at until April 15th. It is also the only place where you can currently purchase one of our party packages, including our debut of the night 2.0 party package, which is bright young things. As I briefly mentioned prior, it celebrates a group of 1920s elite partiers in the UK. It includes everything from gossip columns to naughty salt. It is really an extraordinary uh, <laughs> survey of 1920s culture. <laughs> uh, but right now, that is where you can find out all information about us. We also have some really incredible awards rewards sorry, that are a little bit more accessible uh, that range from a cassette mixtape being sent to your house every month to a branded oyster shucker. Uh, so any way that people can support the better, even if it's just clicking share on their profile. Truly. Right. Yeah. That's um, also the link is ifundwomen.com slash projects slash of the night of the night. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to keep an eye on the crowdfunding campaign and you know also it. on what the, on what the next, what the next drop is going to be. So uh, Courtney and Blake shine. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, this is this is fun. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank Courtney and Blake Shine of of the Night for being our guests on the show. Of the Night Club is the website at Of the Night on the social media and ifundwomen.com slash project slash of the night, all of which will be in the show notes. Um that just about does it for us this time. Um because I've got a mountain of work that are kind of slogging through. Um I'm yes, if you can hear it in my voice, like I'm kind of just I'm 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 getting a little burned out. Um, which is not to be surprised. We've been at this whole pandemic thing for a year now. 
Um, I always knew that there'd be a risk of uh, me being in a burned out state as we move towards the spring fling. Um, there are some things that are really positive that I'm looking forward to. I'm definitely looking forward to the spring fling and usually knowing my grumpy self, uh, I will be like increasingly grumpy as the week goes on and then we'll do the thing. I'll be like, Oh boy, I'm just so happy we did the thing. Uh, it also doesn't help that, um, one of my teeth is acting up right now. Always fun. And it's a tooth that has no business acting up because it's one that was root canaled. So that means that there's bigger trouble, which is great. Um, so staring down the barrel of real fun, real fun time at the dentist sometime soon, real fun and real expensive. So I just know where things are going and I hate that. So just, you know, just want to, want to get the future here. Just want to get, just want to get it all over with. Just want to get it all over with. Um, it's been, uh, and it's been, it's been a, just a, a, a grinder of a week for so many people. Um, I'm, I'm not going to have us dwell on that, but uh, if you've been, if you've been feeling the impacts of, you know, what went down in uh, Georgia this week, my heart is with you. Um, it's just shaken so many folks and was a real like, oh, I guess this pandemic ends, we get back to the other bullshit. Uh, and despite the fact that, you know, there's South by Southwest and there's Onboard and there's our thing and whatnot, like... Um, we live, uh, we live in a, in this context, um, we live in, in a world that is constantly, uh, trying to figure out, um, how we all live together and, uh, seemingly failing all the damn time. So, um, you know, a little hard, a little hard to just put on like all the shiny, happy funsies this week. Sorry. Um, there, there's sometimes I just can't cannot lie to you as it were. Um, so yeah, rather than going down that rabbit hole and, uh, and depressing everybody, uh, I'm going to cut it short and, uh, there's no happy hour this week (laughs) in the discord, but the discord is open and uh, things are starting to flow in there. If you want to hang out and meet some folks, uh, remember don't come into our social spaces just to hang with me. Why would you want to do that anyway? Mm, I'm a grump. Uh, come meet the other people. Uh, they're the ones you want to meet. Uh, and you can do that by, uh, going to, um, there'll be a link in, in the show notes here for the discord. So it's a really valuable resource and also protects us in some ways from, uh, the algorithms on all the other stuff. Since, uh, we control the horizontal and the vertical there in the cord. I forgot when I was mentioning the Patreon to mention our Patreon backers, our core Patreon backers. They're the folks who keep us functioning. Um, And I'm really remiss for not doing that at the beginning. So sorry, everybody. As you can tell, I'm in a mood. Uh, Patreon.com slash no proscenium. Our sustaining backers are Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Sidney Guillory, Lonnie Hanson, Ari Hurston, Emily Gillette, Samuel Mustry, Brittany, and Elaine. You are all my rock and have been for so, so long. Um, and make it possible for me to probably go deal with whatever is going on with this tooth. Um, speaking of which, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to call my dentist. So I will talk to you in the not too distant future. I will hopefully see many of you at the spring fling. And uh, golly gee willikers, hopefully I won't be a wounded lion uh, that week. So... Uh, until next time, seriously, thank you for wearing the mask.
Oh, wait, hold on. Music for No Persimmon is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. See? Look at that. I'm out of it. Again, thank you for wearing the mask. Mm-hmm.